what's up my beautiful people welcome back to running through my mind I'm very excited to connect with you guys again our big topic today is limiting your limits what do I mean by that I mean limiting the limits you put on yourself not only the limits that you put on yourself but the limits that other people put on you as well and I'm included with this it has happened to me plenty of time in my life it's still happening till this day so we're going to be talking about stuff that has inspired me throughout the week, last week, and to this week, until this day, today that we're sitting right here, September 17th of 2020. So limiting your limits. Limiting the limits you put on yourself. I had a lot of limits that I put on myself in the past. It being since high school, I can remember as far as high school, when I didn't think that I was good enough to play Division One level or getting into a Division One school, to be particular. Um, when I was a senior, around my junior year actually, my junior year, um, schools were looking at me. The summer before my senior year, I just exploded in soccer and I was getting a little more interest through schools from schools. And I went to my counselor's office. My senior season just finished actually. I did really well. I got invited to all sectional, all state, all American not, uh, honorable mention game. And we had all these schools there. I remember Kenosha. Uh, there's a college in Kenosha, Wisconsin called Carthage College. I went to visit it. The coach reached out to me. It was a beautiful school. It was a beautiful campus. It was right on Lake Michigan, blue water. It was freezing there in the winter, but when it was nice, the campus just looked amazing. While you're at it, feel free to actually Google Carthage College in Kenosha, Wisconsin. So I go to my counselor's office. I'm sitting there. I'm telling her, I want to go to this school and I need help to apply to this school. This is what your counselor is supposed to do. We were encouraged to go talk to our counselors in high school to help us with our application process for college. And my, I, I was with my mom. My mom was raising us by herself. Uh, my father was in Africa, so she had a lot on her plate. So I didn't, she didn't have time to help me with these things. She was teaching. She was working to support three of us in the United States. So counselor was the, the perfect person for me to go to. So I go to her and I said to her, there's a school that I want to go to, Kenosha, Wisconsin, in Kenosha, Wisconsin, Carthage College, and I need help getting in. She said to me, don't even try. Forget about it, Hella. I would recommend you to go to a community college and get your grades up. And maybe in two years, you'll have a better grade to go to a school like that. And, and Carthage College was actually a Division three school. I just knew they won some NCAA tournaments. They won some championships. And I wanted to be part of the history to be made for that school. I, at that point, I didn't even care if the school was Division One. I. I just wanted to go to a good college. But there's also some Division One colleges that I'll get to very soon. So the counselor basically told me, you're not going to get in. Don't waste your time. I actually believed her. I believed her. And I went home. I was just down. I was telling myself, there's no way. I didn't have the best grade in high school. I'll tell you straight up. My grades weren't that well. By, by, by my senior year, I did well. But overall, my GPA was... Literally, barely, we were maybe 2.9. I hit three at one point, it keeps dropping. But it wasn't even so much the GPA. It was my ACT score that was poor. It was very poor. In fact, I took the A I wanted to go to Carthage so bad, I wanted to visit it. I told the coach, he said, hello, we can get you in. And we need you to get an academic scholarship because we don't have full rides because it's a Division three. But academic scholarship is possible if you can't qualify for financial aid. And at the time, there's no way I was going to get financial aid. Not a U.S. citizen. 
I'm on a visa anyways. I wasn't even a, a green card holder. So I went to the school. I took the ACT three times, three times. So all the youngs that are listening to me right now, make sure you get your work right, you get your study right, so you don't have to take the ACT three times like I did. So my third time, I had well above average. It was a perfect score for me to get into Carthage. So what I did was, I took, I got a, a shirt from Carthage. It says property of Carthage. I wore it to school with my chest high up. I was so proud of myself. In fact, I encouraged one of my teammates who was a goalkeeper, Tucker Smith, who saw that I was looking at Carthage. He wanted to look at it and he ended up being a goalkeeper there. But I went with my admission letter that said, the hell are you been accepted to Carthage College? And I went to my, consul- uh, my counselor's office that day, the next, at uh, that day when I went to school, when property of Carthage right across my chest to this day, I still have that shirt with me. I will never get rid of it. And I put it on her desk. You're going to hear this sound right now. Bam. I just drop it. I said, hi, I just wanted to let you know that I got accepted to Carthage College, the school that you told me there's no chance I would get in unless I went to a community college. I wasn't trying to be bitter, but I showed it to her that you actually weren't right. That was just your opinion. But that, the, the sad part for me is as I'm older, when I think about it, it was that she could have basically led me to throw my towels in and just give up. But there's something in me that wanted something so bad, that wanted to go to that school so bad, I, I found a way to make it happen. I got in. So I started putting limits, limiting, I was limiting, I was limiting what I was able to do, putting limits on myself, and I let someone else put limits on me because I looked up to her opinion so much. But I was so happy that I did not let it happen. I ended up going to UMass Amherst, the best decision I've ever made, actually, in my life for college. Um, But the fact that that could have been something to, that could have even been my downfall. That could have even gotten me not to even think I would get into UMass. And I actually had 5% chance to get into University of Massachusetts Amherst. It wasn't because of grade. It was because of the time that I applied. It was late. But I'll get to that story another day or another podcast. So the reason I brought this up, stop putting limits Stop putting limits to your, on, on yourself. Limiting your limits is very important. Limit them. Limit them. Limiting the limits you put on yourself and others putting on you every day or whatever day is to come in the future or whatever that happened in the past. Just let it out. Because when we keep doing that, it's gonna, it's gonna, it can destroy us. It really can. And there's people out there who's going to do that. So if people are going to do it to us already, why would we do that to ourselves? That's something we don't need. People are going to do it already. So let's not add our own limits, our own doubts to ourselves. It is very, very important. I That was one thing. And let's fast forward to college. I had my own teammates, literally, who would smile in my face, but would go talk behind me. And I would hear from other teammates that 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 were very good from, from, from me. I guess that was snitching. Um, but when I wanted to play professionally, and the reason I actually wanted to play professionally is because an MLS team, a major league soccer team, reached out to me because they loved what I was able to do on the field. So that encouraged me to go out. So I had teammates in the past, in college, at UMass Amherst, talking, oh, hell, I think he can play pro. Oh, there's no chance. Oh, there's no way. In fact, that was putting limits, uh, putting limiting a doubt in my head to limit myself. But the best part about that is I was a little older and wiser. That made me hungry. I was hungry. They did not know I was struggling with visa issues, even though that could have been how I would have got to the top uh, or get into the league really quick. But I took so many reroutes. To, I was with MLS team in preseason. I got to 
MLS coach invited me to a combine, got me in, and MLS coach, I have emails to this day. So these teammates of mine, when I thought they were actually my good friends and teammates, they were actually going behind and saying things that, oh, what? who do you think you are? We know how you are. We know how you play. But I was improving. I wasn't the best player in the beginning. I wasn't the best player ever on that team. But I was the best at my position on that team. And I could say that for a fact. My position, I was the best at that. I was best using my speed, getting down the line, and putting the ball in the box. That's all I was taught. And I did what I was taught to do. And that was it. So I did not let these guys put their doubts and limits on me and i went for it and guess what guess what hella cdb here was called out i had contracts to go play in germany i got rejected visa because of uh because i wasn't a u.s citizen i got contracts to go to china to play in the chinese league there was a lot of issue before i was even a senior um leading up to my senior season because I, I was 2012 player of the year playing pdl um a defensive player of the year so I got to I got to tramp Sporting Kansas City in MLS. I got to hold their MLS Cup in 2013 because I wasn't in preseason with them. And there's a lot of factors. We will talk about that if you guys are interested in my podcast, uh, in this podcast topic that I can talk about why my MLS career didn't advance and why I just gave up because I wasn't in love with it anymore. I always said you can do anything with the right mindset. But I wasn't in love with it because I wasn't giving my all at some point. So for me to give my all is to literally give my all, not just do a little bit. So I, I love the game of soccer, but I had enough of it. It paid it paid for my school. I got to, to, to experience playing in the pro. I got to train with pros. I got to play against one of my favorite players, Frank Lampard, in preseason game, a couple minutes. It wasn't a lot. It was a couple minutes. I got to talk to Frank Lampard post-game. I got to take a picture with Frank Lampard. I got to see Del Piero play. I got to see David Villa in the same field because I was with teams that were playing against them. I got to travel across the United States. It would have been the world if it wasn't a visa issue. So it was beautiful. So limit so those limits that people put on you, just let it it's just outside noises. There's a saying that I really love, the dogs will always bark. It will dogs will always bark. Whether you do the right thing or the wrong thing, people always have something to say. Um so that's very important to think about. So just keep going just just do you. Do you believe in yourself and keep pushing forward every single day, no matter the circumstances. All right, just going to take a quick break to introduce today's sponsor. Let's go to something that's very inspirational uh, to me, that was to me. I was invited by Roberta Groner. She's a six-world ranked marathoner. Uh, she ranked six in Doha. You can Google her name. And she invited me to go watch uh, another amazing runner. He's a double amputee. His name is Brian Reynolds. So Brian Reynolds was trying to break his own 5K record of double amputee in the world. So the 5K record was 1649 for 5k so for those who don't know 5k is 3.1 miles so he was trying to break that distance time of 1649 that he set for himself and he also has the world record for half marathon which is one hour and 17 minutes for a double amputee so i go to this thing not knowing what to expect i get there i see all these people this media coverage cameras all over i see this young girl that's warming up to pace to pace um, Brian and I see Roberta who invited me was thrown in it because the, one of the pacers dropped out. She literally had nothing proper on. She just had shorts and a shirt and had her Pegasus on. She was warming up to jump into pace as well the last two miles. So I see this guy, a double amputee, no legs, and the back of his blades, it says, live life without limitation. I would, there was chills across my body. I was smiling hard. 
I was so happy. I couldn't explain my joy because I see this guy. You couldn't even tell that he had no. He was double amputee. He's a double amputee. You couldn't even tell by his vibe, his charisma, his energy. You just see that he's just ready to give anything he has, and he's not gonna put an excuse. Sit, and he could have the, a good excuse of I don't have two legs. I can't do this. There was none of that. It was just that I'm here to break the world record of 5K, my own world record. And it was just the most joy I've had in a long time being there. I was so inspired. I was so motivated. I wanted to get up and run right then on. And Roberta Grauner, who's amazing, just warm up and then pace the guy. He, she did the last two miles at 529 a mile without even being prepared. She was just like, they threw her the towel, say, hey, you're up. And she said, all right, fine. I'm, I'm going to go to help Brian. So this is so awesome. And then the girl, the young girl that was there, she's a, a junior in high school, 16 years old, was pacing him as well, flying. My, if you haven't seen, I did a vlog on that. It's on my YouTube channel. It's actually my latest vlog. Um, it's running 5K and also watching a world record getting attempted by Brian. And if you, Brian didn't break the world record. He did it in 17.05, but it was so amazing to see for him to reach for that goal. And he wanted to actually do 16.30. And he tells me after the run that he actually just finished a cross-country bike ride. So his body has never hasn't felt the same way. He was still healing from that. And he still didn't limit his attempt. He didn't limit himself to try to break the world record of his own again because he just did a cross-country bike ride. He still wanted to get out and go try it. That's what life is about. Keep trying. You're going to fall. Keep trying and then try and then try. It does not matter. As long as you're trying, something is, is, about, is bound to happen eventually. Something will happen. It will happen. Because if you think about it, if you're taking action, you're doing something about it. But if you're not taking any action, it's 100% guaranteed that nothing will happen. But if you're doing something, there's a good chance that something will happen. So I was so inspired by that. I was just, it, even thinking about it, I'm like smiling. You guys can't see this. I'm smiling, thinking about all this, this presence. And I met an ultra runner who runs barefoot. And I'm complaining about my shoes hurting my feet. This guy's running 300 miles barefoot. Could you imagine? That is amazing. It is, it's just insane because these people didn't put limits. They weren't limiting their, their limits. They just keep saying, I'm going to keep pushing. I'm going to keep pushing. I'm going to keep pushing. So during today's run, as I finished, as, in the middle of the run, I went for a five miler today. I was thinking about my 50 mile. Uh, yesterday, the 16th was actually the anniversary of me uh, running 50 miles in one day. And at that point, I wasn't ready for it. I just knew that I could do it because my mind was triggered. I just woke up the Sunday before. I was like, I'm going to get up tomorrow Monday. It was on a Monday and run 50 miles, 50 miles, 5-0. It sounds like I'm saying 15, but 50 miles. I had no idea how it was going to be. I had no idea how I was going to feel. I've never done such a thing in my life, but I just knew I was going to run 50 miles and I knew I could do it. I knew I could do it. I wasn't even running the seven miles a day consistently at that point. My average was seven but it wasn't seven miles a day consistently. It would be like three today, 10 the next day, four the next day, five, seven. So the average came up to being close to seven or, or at seven. So I didn't even have the training that I needed, but I went for it. I was doing good, I was doing well. And I, at 40 miles, that's when that's when the, the, the reality said it was like, hello, who do you think you are? But I was like, whatever that was doubting, my body was dead, I couldn't even see when I finished mile 40. To walk into the house to rehydrate, refuel. I was delusional. I, I I was seeing blur. It was bad, but I was getting humbled by that distance. And in my head, I'm like, man, I just got humbled. I'm just 
confused right now. Can I even do this? And of course, my lovely lady sends me an uh, Instagram um, picture of someone who just did an 82 mile and sitting there eating and getting his blanket on him. And I'm just like, okay, this guy just did 82 miles. I know he's an ultra. He's a professional. I'm not at his level, but he just did this. I'm complaining at half of what he just did. That gave me another drive. I have no idea how I found it, but I was inspired by that. I got up. I changed. I ate a little bit. And I took off to finish the 15 miles. But let me tell you, I did not limit myself by saying that I wasn't going to be able to do that. I just believed in it. Yeah, I paid for it later too because that, that night was rough. But I didn't put any limits on myself. I just knew that I could, I could do it. I just knew that I could push myself. I just knew that. It, it was just, I, it, I felt it within me. If you guys have ever experienced something that you feel it within yourself, it's unexplainable. You just know that you can do it. You just know you're going to keep pushing forward and give your best and give your all. That's how I felt that day. And I was able to complete 50 miles. So let me know, guys. Should I attempt another 50 mile a day? It's been one year. And I feel like I'm much stronger than I have been since then. I always push your limit. Push your limit. And it, be smart about it. Know what you're able to handle. But always push your limit. Push it. Don't settle. Don't settle for anything. Know that you can give more. And keep giving more and keep on giving. Amazing things will unfold eventually. It will. It might not be today. It might not be tomorrow. It might take you a few years, but amazing things will happen. It will happen. And this is not, I'm not any expert on any of that, but just seeing things, seeing patterns, even with myself, and seeing people, other people do it, defining the odds, seeing it is just, it's, that's the, it's just facts. It will happen. One of my, two of my favorite quotes I'm gonna talk about actually that goes so well with this is that don't limit your challenges, challenge your limits. Do not limit your challenges. I was scared to run. I was limiting challenges in my life. Running was a challenge. I was scared. I was, guys, I was deadly afraid of running. I would, you would put me in a game 90 minutes, no problem. I would sprint 60 yards. Go search Hella CDB Soccer Hala on YouTube. You'll see me. I would doing those sprints all 90 minutes, no problem. Because my mind was triggered to to be okay with that because I knew I was playing the game of soccer or football for those overseas. Um, but I was deadly afraid of it. But I didn't. I decided not to limit my challenges and tackle running. And I fell in love with it. And it's the best, one of the best decisions in my life that I've done. Because of that, I met so many amazing people like yourself that are listening right now. Because of that, I have amazing opportunities in my life that I never thought would ever come to light or even thought about would ever even happen. I didn't even have the capacity of thinking that that it would happen, let alone that it's happening. So don't limit your challenges, challenge your limits. Um, don't, don't limit your challenges, challenge your limits. Always challenge your limits. I set up a limit for myself right now and I'm gonna keep challenging it. If you guys have been listening, you've been around, you know that I'm gonna run across the country. I'm challenging my limit. My limit of running every single day isn't enough for me. It's not enough and it will never be enough for me. I'm gonna try to run across the country. And the miles that I'm gonna do I'm gonna that I'll do, that I don't even get to do in a year that I've never done in a year. I'm gonna do that in a hundred days time. How insane is that? I know it's gonna be hard. I know I'm gonna be crying. Probably my toenails are gonna fall off. I know I'm gonna have days where I can't even get up, let alone walk or run. But I know for a fact I'm gonna find a way to make it happen. I'm not gonna limit my challenges. I'm gonna challenge my limits. So that's the message I have for you guys over there. And let's talk about the great. When I say the great of running, who do you guys think about? The great right now, the great runner. I'm not talking about sprinting. I'm talking about the marathon runner, 
no one else but our amazing Elliot Kipchoge. Elliot Kipchoge is the great. The guy is insane. I love going to watch his videos. I, I daydream when I'm running, that I'm running next to Elliot Kipchoge, that he's running next to me, and I'm looking, I'm admiring his beautiful stride. I'm admiring his beautiful body language, the smile he has on his face. He would finish a marathon, and it does not look like he even just did a marathon. I do that. It's really weird. So the reason I'm bringing up Elliot Kipchoge, he says it best. No human is limited. 100% fact, and I believe him. No human is limited. When he first said that, when I first heard him say that, I was like, uh, I don't know about this, Elliot, because I'm not, I'm not going to be able to run what you do. So a human is limited in a way. And I thought to myself, I was like, you're right. No human is limited. The way you're able to run that unofficial marathon time, because it doesn't count for official marathon, but that one hour and 59 minutes and whatever second that he broke two hour marathon, I can do it. Yes, no human is limited. But you want to know how many years it took Elliot to, to accomplish this? Years almost his whole life since he started running. So it was building up to this. So if I do the same thing and I put the same training that Elliot is putting in and do everything he's doing, I have a chance of doing that. All these elite runners that are out there that are working, they're working for this to break that. It took it took someone to do it. He broke the world record for the fastest marathon, the official one, 201, two hours and one minute. Someone couldn't do that a few years ago. But if he said, oh, I'm limited, he wouldn't be able to set the world record. So he said it perfectly. No human is limited. We are not limited. We are not limited. But don't think that, oh, well, I can't do this though, so I am limited. You're not limited. Yes, it might take you longer. Maybe it might take a lifetime, but it's possible. But I'm not also talking about someone, someone who doesn't have a leg to walk and see that if they can do such thing. But within their circumstances, they're not limited either. They can do great things. Look at Brian Reynolds, and that's just one. There's so many amazing people like that that are out there that are grinding. Brian doesn't have to. He's, he's a double MPT. He would lay me to bed when it comes to running. He would. His 5K time, I don't, I'm not anywhere near that. His half marathon time, I'm not anywhere near that, if you understand what I'm trying to say. And his marathon time, after he did the 5K time trial, the next day he did the Boston Marathon virtual at 3 hours and 15 minutes. You know how many longer it took me to, to finish my marathon after he did <laughs> another 33 minutes? Giving my all, literally giving my all. And this is not Brian giving his all. So, no human is limited. Thank you, Ola Kipchoge, for engraving that into our brain, letting us know we can do anything. We can do the impossible. And there's another quote, it's only impossible until it's done. I think this was said by the great Nelson Mandela. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, I may be wrong, but I believe it's, it's Nelson Mandela who said it. It's only impossible until it's done. And that's a fact. So I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Remember, limiting your limits is very important. Limiting the limits you put on yourself. Not only the ones that you put on yourself, but limiting the limits that others put on you. Most importantly, the one that you put on yourself. Because what others do, it does not matter. That's their opinion. Everybody has right to one. But at the end of the day, it's what you believe in. It's what you think of yourself. It's what you put in your mind that's important be impeccable with your word tell you yourself you can do it and you will do it and i know you'll make it happen i know you will i'm still trying to push forward every single day i'm trying to be the best version i can be every single day i'm competing with myself no one else and eventually with that mentality with that hustle and grind i know i'm going to do much better than i set out to do or than i thought i would be i would be capable of doing so keep pushing every single day no matter the circumstances. I love saying that. No matter the circumstances.
Thank you guys again for listening to Running Through My Mind. I love you guys. I really love you guys. Thank you for your time spending listening to me, watching my YouTube videos. It is very appreciated. It's not going unnoticed. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Take care. Bye.